Hello, everybody. It's another bonusode. Did we? We didn't rehearse that. Just hitting up our producer meals. Did we rehearse that? We ah, did. That, oh, okay. Because yeah, I was a bit late getting you were late here. here. Oh, we all rehearsed that. Too busy. Too busy trying to change the word of disability. I'm sorry. Too busy trying to find a park. Um, <laughs> the bonus episode is where we just cover stories in the disability space, uh, hopefully having an impact or hopefully bringing you, it to your attention. If maybe got pushed to page fifty-four of the newspaper, it's a front page of Listenable News. Um, this bonus episode is actually some great news. It's some new additions to technology that will assist people with accessibility. How cool is that? We always love a good bit of access. Now, Amazon. Jeff Bezos, sponsor the podcast. Don't be weak. Get involved. He hasn't got, no, he hasn't got much cash, bros. Oh, doesn't he? Bit, uh, bit tied up at the moment. $84 billion. Okay. Changing the narrative on disability. Is representation in books getting better? This is by Lucy Webster for The Guardian. Books. Books. Are we finally getting some good disability representation in fiction? Certainly, the published industry seems to be belated in recognising the need to get disabled writers through the door. And after a successful social media campaign, Amazon has recently introduced a disability fiction section to their website. The Society of Authors now has a dedicated peer network for disabled and chronically ill writers. Are the characters disabled in the books or the writers disabled? Both. Cool. While there are some novels with disabled characters out there, a concerning number of them stick to damaging... Yeah. Troops or tropes? Tropes. Like storylines. Like, oh my God, I had an accident now. I'm in a wheelchair and I'm a sad little person. That's right. Perpetuating stereotypes rather than portraying disabled people with the same depth and complexity as other characters. As Cap Mitchell, a lecturer in writing and publishing at the University of Derby puts it, there's either a tragedy narrative where the character yeah. dies at the end or a narrative where either the person miraculously recovers or it's discovered that their disability or illness was fake all along. My favourite one of this is Me Before You. There's a movie called Me Before You, and it's a guy in a wheelchair. I'll give you the plot. Have I told you this before? No. Oh, I used to use it in my keynotes, right? I'll give you the plot. Hot guy, sexy guy, right? Sexy ass. Billionaire. Mm-hmm. Actual sexy billionaire. Goes to work. So he's still sexy, still a billionaire. Goes to work one day, gets hit by a bus, ends up in a wheelchair, right? So the only change in his life are he's still sexy, he's still a billionaire. Uh, the only difference is in a wheelchair, and Khaleesi of Game of Thrones is his nurse, and all she wants to do is have sex with him. That's the plot. What does he do? Kills himself because he's a burden on her. So again, um, what does that tell society about our lives? It's like, oh. And everyone, I say to people, go, great, they love, I cried, love that movie. As soon as I say that, they go, oh, crap. Didn't think of it that way. I didn't think about it that way because mm. it's actually a bit damaging, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is. When you read about books, all about this inspirational, poor little disabled person, whatever, you, you believe that. So it's important to get some change in there. She finishes with, and we're paraphrasing, the full link is below in the show notes um, for Lucy Webster's story. She said, books which put disability front and centre are important in an industry that undervalues these stories and sees them as niche rather than universal. We've been friends for a while, and I know for a fact that you actually helped out a prominent epic Australian artist with his book, making sure that the narrative of his book before it was released was disability true. Dan Solon. Dan Solon? Dan Solon, his book and his album. Oh. Yeah, because he wrote songs about it as well. So um, it was more just, and then when he won his Aria for Best Children's Album, he's like, I just want to thank Dylan Alcott. And I felt like such an idiot. I just made sure it wasn't too like. But it's a story of a bird with a wing? A bird with a clipped wing, and he just wanted to know what words he could use. And he thanked me, what a legend. So, um, yeah, but it was so cool that he wanted to have disabled characters in there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Which that I, was years ago. Yeah. So shout out to but, him. But also, you know, even like I might potentially be doing a kid's book. and That's like, my next question. Surely, kid's book out of you. Yeah, I've already, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. So they've been asking. Uh, just strand, strand the year is unbelievable honor and extremely humbling, but it is, as you know, Angus, is hectic a. on the schedule. So once I get a bit of time, 
time because I really want to do it properly. Yep. I don't want someone to write a book about a little magician in a wheelchair, like something, whatever. Like I could just get that out there and never buy it, but I want to like really think about this because when I was at primary school, there was no books like that, and I was like, we could do something cool. Um, any Mills and Boons with wheelchair characters coming out? None yet. Maybe you could maybe you could write an adult erotic story. No wheelchair. I mean, Chantel, your partner, would do a good job of that. No disabled erotica. I'd, I'd, I'd read it and also if you are looking for a great book about disability uh, Able uh, it's an autobiography it's, uh, we're talking more about fiction number one on Audible for last I was you know it was number one on Audible for last three weeks and guess what Ew. I found out guess what, what I found out boring. but guess what I found out they were giving it out for free <laughs> that's why I was not doing that <laughs> so I was number one going oh, I'm number good. one baby Woo. and then someone goes man I got your book for free I go free is weird what I don't know they'll give me I, was, I don't know how that worked I've got to check with my agent that. That's I didn't weird. get that cleared but hey Number one's number one. Doesn't matter how you got there. Woo! And finally, we've done Amazon. Let's give some love to Apple. They have previewed some innovative accessibility features um, using their hardware, software, and machine learning. You ready for these? Yeah. Door detection for users who are blind or low vision. This is cool. Door detection can help users locate a door upon arriving to a new destination, understand how far they are away from it, and describe the door attributes, including... Via headphone? Via earpiece? Yeah, I guess you. so, yeah. Wow. Like the Siri. Uh, including if the door is open or closed, whether it can be opened by pushing, turning a knob, or pulling a handle. Door detection can also read signs and symbols around the door, like the room number at an office or the presence of an accessible entrance symbol. Wait, are they going to... Is that cooking up to maps and then when they know they're at the location, they'll know where that door is or it just scans the door when you walk up? Door detection is going to be available in new detection mode within Magnifier, which I presume if you are somebody, yeah, yeah. you'd already have it, yeah. um, the app. Also works alongside image descriptions, um, can be used simultaneously or together and offers users with vision disabilities to go to a place with customizable tools to help navigate and access rich descriptions of their surroundings. So they're actually getting to a point now where this will give you live alt text. Yeah, well. So you'll take a photo of something and instead of me saying Dylan Alcott sits next to me in a black jumper and a blue beanie and headphones, yeah. it's going to do it for you, which is just mind-blowing. That's incredible. I like that. And for our deaf and hard of hearing Let's, users. So we're just giving free promo to Amazon and Apple. Well, right? if you're doing good things, you should get mentioned Good on you, it. mate. I like that. For the deaf and hard of hearing community, Apple is introducing live captions for iPhone, iPad, and oh, Mac. Oh, that's sick. That's sick. Now, users in the US and Canada will get it first. But basically, what if you're on a FaceTime call, using video conferencing, social media apps, streaming media content, or having a conversation. That is gangster. Here's a cool one. Having a conversation with someone next to you, put it on selfie mode, it's going to come up with live captions. If they can't sign. Yep. So order to transcribe dialogue um, for call participants, um, and you can also have it spoken in real time if you need that. I thought about this when I was just using Zoom and and Teams and WebEx way too much. There is literally when I would talk to someone who was deaf or hard of hearing, they need to have an Auslan interpreter, a sign language person uh, working with them. I was like, why, why would you just look at this caption? You know what I mean? So that's so awesome. That text's going to go into every single phone. Because obviously if you go out you know, into the world and somebody can't sign, well, then it's hard to communicate. So that's massive. That's huge. Huge. I spoke to Apple. Did you? Who did you talk to? Lauren? I spoke to... I didn't speak to Lauren. That's who we've been talking to? Yeah. Love Lauren. Lauren. Love you, Lauren. Um, now, it says here, users in the US and Canada... And I wrote back to her, hey, don't send me a media release if it doesn't relate to us. And she said, most of the features mentioned will be available later this year. However, live captions will only be available in the US and the Canada to start. So we'll let them iron out the kinks so we get a solid product hopefully in a few months. And if, Lauren, you are looking for an accessible uh, ambassador, uh, an accessible podcast or ambassador personally without the podcast, you know where to come around. I'm retired. I've got heaps of time on my hands. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to another press release that came over my uh, desk this week. Kind Ship. 
It's a uh, parenting app for parents of children with disability to find like-minded families to talk to on the app or even meet up if they're in the right area. Cool. So there's a little uh, resource for other people there, but there's some cool things coming in tech Bonus to help cool. out with accessibility. Bonus are cool. I wasn't sure at first, but they're really, even you, I'm like, I'm sold. Good. Like a little bit of content just to nibble it up, but even I'm like, that's really cool, a little bit of info. And I also like that we're just consistently on a Monday now. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry, is this week a listenable week? It's, and everyone's been asking us for a long time, for years. More episodes, so well, here we are with little taste. If you are one of those people who are enjoying it, make sure you like our podcast and give it five stars and subscribe. If you are one of the people who goes, once a fortnight's enough, just don't give us a one-star rating, all right? Just keep your rating to yourself, but yeah. uh, every, only five stars only. Thank you. So thank you very much for listening to this bonus episode. Hopefully it's made your Monday a little bit easier on the way to work, on the way home from work, maybe listening on Tuesday, whatever. Enjoy. Thank you very much. We'll get our jingle right next week. <laughs>